What is good, guys? Welcome to Top House Sports, where we analyze and break down sports games from the week, as well as our reactions and predictions from this past week. I'm Hassel Chiu, along with Kaden Wittemit, and we have a lot to talk about, so let's get started. So first of all, on Wednesday night, Jason Tatum dropped a season-high 49 points against the Miami Heat. And I mean, this guy's on a tear this season. You're looking like a great M- MVP candidate leading the Celtics to the number one seed in the NBA. And what was your reaction when Jason Tatum dropped 49 points, and where would you rank him right now in the MVP conversation? I mean, watching that game from start to finish, it looked like a thing of beauty, to be honest. Like, seeing your forward, really your power forward, be able to just score at will like that and drop eight threes, eight for 12 shooting, too, on good stats, and just taking over a game like that, it's just something special to see, really. And to answer your question, where do I see him ranking in the league right now? I mean, if we're talking specifically this season, he's got to be top three minimum. I think that maybe it's arguable for Doncic and Giannis to be in that conversation as well. But honestly, if if I'm if I'm leaning toward like team impact, like you see the Celtics record, you know they're I believe eighteen and four now compared to where Doncic's team is out the playoffs. The Bucks are doing all right, but Giannis's stats are like they've been relatively the same. So I, I to improve like his MVP campaign, I don't think that Giannis will win it both because of photo fatigue and um just this year like because Chris Middleton's about to come back and I think his his stats are going to dwindle down a little bit. Meanwhile, the Celtics pretty much have all their offensive firepower. Like, they don't have, obviously, Robert Williams, but his offensive impact is a little limited. Like, he's a lob threat, and so he won't be putting up stats on offense. He's more of a defensive kind of guy. And so I think we're seeing, like, kind of like the evolution of the Celtics' offense. And so, I don't know. I I could see Tatum really going into that number two slot. Can't put him ahead of Doncic because he's just playing out of his mind right now. But if it comes down to that MVP, I'm sure you're going to take a look at that record. So, yeah. I mean, Tatum, every year when he's been in the league, it's just progression after progression after progression. Like, he started out as a rookie, you know, was like the fourth or third leading scorer on his team. And then just every year, he just continues to get better and better offensively. And you see from the photos from his rookie year to now, he's gotten a lot stronger. He put on some mass. He's a very strong physical guy now. Like, this guy will drive into the paint. And instead of, like, kind of being scrawny and kind of going up for a weak layup, this guy was this guy's going to take the ball into your face and he's going to go down on you like he is super strong with the ball and there's nothing you really can do to stop him now you know this guy is such a great player i've been raving about his game since 2020 i believe when he started to break out into a superstar his sidestep jump shot is just a thing of beauty to watch it's one of the smoothest things i've ever seen in my entire life and his he just scores so effortlessly i mean whether you want him to shoot the three ball, whether you want him to attack the basket, he can do it all now in all three levels so efficiently and so easily. And again, like you said, the MVP conversation, I think it's going to dwindle down to Luka and Tatum. If Tatum continues to play at this high level, like you said, I do agree. Giannis probably won't get the MVP again since he already won it twice. And unless he just continues to go off for an historic season, then maybe he might have a chance. But Jokic is not going to have it. He honestly hasn't playing as an MVP in these past couple games. So it's going to come down to Luka and Jason Tatum. And it's going to be a really tough battle because, like you said, Luka is putting up so much stats. He's basically averaging a triple-double right now. He's playing 2K stats right now where he has, like, what, 36 and, like, 9 and 8. It's a crazy stat line for Luka. But Tatum does have him in the standings where he's ranked number one in the entire NBA with his team. 
It's going to be a tough decision. I still have to give the MVP to Luka. This is something you've never seen before, but Tatum does have a strong candidate to put himself as the MVP this year. But with his progression right now, where would you rank Tatum in the entire NBA? You see, I, I like before this season even started, I'd say he's top 10. I'd say he was above players like who have been injured, maybe like Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, although... It was debatable at first to see like who who the better player may be, but now looking in toward the season, there's really not a lot of people playing better than this man. And to say like you literally have Jalen Brown, like if not like an all NBA esque player as well, he's averaging 26 on the on the season as well. So to be able to do what you're doing, plus having like just the other offensive firepowers, even even going diving deeper into like Malcolm Brogdon. Marcus Smart's been very solid for them. Derek White, they just have been so had so many pieces hitting on all cylinders. I think that this team is just going to ha- dominate, and therefore I think that Tatum is going to be the driving factor. And to, So toward the end of the season, my prediction is that they're going to be the best team in the league, and therefore I think Tatum will win the MVP over Doncic because I don't see Doncic keeping these stat lines up and improving their record as well at the same time. While he, what he's doing, don't don't take anything away from Doncic. He's insane right now, playing out of his mind, like never seen before. Sats, but I, I I'm putting Tatum top three in the NBA right now, behind Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Although, if you're looking into, I, I have to put him behind Doncic as well. I can't put him ahead of Doncic yet. So I'll say fourth, fourth overall. Crazy. I mean, I'm thinking right now. How many players I could put up Tatum? I got Curry that I would put a, ahead of Tatum. Kevin Durant, Giannis, Luka. I would even say I would put Embiid and Jokic over Tatum right now. You could also maybe put LeBron right now. But, I mean, for me, you can't put him any lower than 10. I mean, this guy's been playing out of his mind. But reaching the top five echelon and you put him in the top three, I might have no, to go three, a little bit or top four. Anyways, in the top five, I'm going to have to disagree a little bit. There's a lot of great players, and Tatum, he could probably be there in the next three years, I would say. I mean, this guy's playing out of his mind. I'm not sure how well he even more progressed in this in his career. I mean, I think we are seeing his peak right now. We are seeing his prime, and he's going to be coming, like, in his form. He's going to be playing the best basketball of his career in the next coming years. But right now, top five, he's almost there. Almost there. I think you have to rely on the players that are older up there to regress in the game for Tatum to move up in the top five standings, such as Durant and uh, Curry. They're all in the top five right now, but as you know, the years progress, they're going to get lower because father time's going to catch up to them. And when that happens, I believe Tatum can reach that top five echelon. As of now, though, he's almost there, but not there yet. There's just too many great legends above Tatum right now. I don't see him putting a Okay. I don't see him putting up over top to take, five. To take back, I kind of forgot about Curry. I'll put Curry over Tatum. <laughs> um, but honestly, you're telling me, like, right now, you're looking at the season, the way it's going down so far. Are you tell, are you asking me whether Tatum is, like, where he's ranked right now? Right now in so, the NBA so far. I, I, I do agree that maybe you could put some of those MVP caliber players in there, like Embiid and um, Jokic over him, because the season, of course, is not done. But from what I'm seeing, if this pans out the way it's going, I can definitely see him entering that top five combo literally like as soon as this year, if things like continue to go this way. I, I, I think Tatum's game is easily comparable to Kevin Durant. It, like just He's able to dominate on the offensive end through his bag, but also have a 
defensive impact, and that's what sets him apart from people at his position. You aren't usually seeing them able to dominate on both ends of the court, and that's where I think his his just like impact and his prowess of as being an NBA player is just improved tremendously over the past couple of years. Oh, definitely. I think defensively, he is one of the best defenders in the NBA. I think that's very underslept on when, you know, kind of seeing where these players rank in the NBA. This guy has probably the best two-way player in the entire league right now, the way he's been playing on offense, but also on defense as well. So I do agree, this guy is probably the best all-around player that you can have in the entire NBA right now. But again, it's so tough to find five players that are ahead of him, and I think I can, but... He's almost there. Like, just give it three more years. He is definitely going to reach that top five echelon, maybe even top three. But too many good players in the league. That's just the fun of the. That's just the best part about this league. There's just so many great players, and and then when things come like this, bro, I I just don't see Tim coming that top five right now. No, for sure, not right now. Like, that's not even a debate. Um, I was kind of thinking more toward the end of the season, but we'll we'll see. Honestly, it's too early to tell. Oh, definitely. Let's move on to the NFL week 12 around the corner and we have a great Thursday night game today. Your New England Patriots hosting the Buffalo Bills. This is a really great matchup and a lot of playoff implications on the line as well. But who do you have winning this game? Now, I... Man, the Bills are just playing outstanding. Now, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. The New England defense is going to be the way they win this game if they're able to hold buffalo's offense to any just field goals and disallow them from scoring when they're in the red zone like if they consistently get stops i think new england has a chance of taking this game however if i'm looking at overall i'm i can't i can't say i'm gonna go against the bills really so i'm gonna get i'm gonna take the bills but expect this game to be more low scoring than you'd Thing. I think that this is going to be a, pro- it's a it's a primetime matchup. These two defenses are juggernauts, and it'll be a battle for sure. So I think this game is going to be, uh, let's say, combined points of less than 40. I think I might take the Patriots for this one. The Bills have been looking kind of mediocre these past couple weeks. They Their offense has not been really clicking as well as they were in the beginning of the season. I mean, they almost lost to Detroit last week in the Thanksgiving game, and I just don't see them, you know, coming back against that game anytime soon. I think they're due for a rebound game, but just not against the Patriots. They're playing at Foxborough, always a tough place to play at. And on a Thursday night, it's going to be really cold there as well. A lot of running from the Patriots, I would say, too, in this game. So I think I'm going to take the Patriots over the Bills this game. I just have a feeling. Like, the Bills have not been playing their best football this uh, in these past couple of games and I think the Patriots are going to be able to to capitalize on that game. Let's move on to a very interesting one here too. A lot of great games in week 12, a lot of storylines, but a good one right here, the Sean Watson's return to to the Houston Texans and the Sean Watson's game first game back since being suspended in the NFL. So the Cleveland Browns or the Houston Texans, who are you taking for this game? Now this game is really exciting because you're going to see the return to Sean Watson. I'm very keen to see what he's going to do. However, I think if you, even Jacoby Brissett started this game, that I'll take the Browns. I really don't see the Texans putting up that much of a fight at all. But yeah, I, I'll take the Browns. I'm also taking the Browns for this one. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Houston Texans come out with a lot of fire. And I don't expect them, like, do not be surprised if the Houston Texans get an early lead in this game and see the Browns trying to come back and, you know, get the win for this game. 
And we have the Denver Broncos against the Baltimore Ravens. And this just hurts to say. I mean, the Broncos have been looking horrible this year. I think their power rankings are ranked 30, 30th out of 31st. Like, oh, oh my man. goodness. Like, it's just been a downhill disaster. If you told me that the Broncos were going to get the 31st seed in the rankings, I would laugh at you. But, I mean, this is what the reality is. I think the Ravens are going to win this one. Wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos just suddenly have a monster game like they did last year against the Cowboys. But... I'm going to adjust my gut instinct. I think the Ravens should be able to win this one easily. Yeah, I mean, just overall, I feel like the run defense has kind of cooled off for the Broncos. And, I mean, going up against Lamar Jackson, like, that's really, if not the best quarterback when it comes to running the football. And so, yeah, it, it'll be a challenge. And I definitely, yeah, I, I can't I can't say that the Ravens are going to lose this game. But I wouldn't be surprised if they put up a fight, though. Definitely. And we have a very great AFC matchup here. Last year, the Chargers and the Raiders had two really great games. The last one, of course, we all remember. The one that set them to the playoffs, the Raiders kicked the game-winning field goal. So now they have their first rematch again. This time, the Chargers back at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Who do you have winning this game? I don't know if this is going to be surprising, but I think I'm going to take the Raiders. I like what they've been doing recently in the way that like, I've seen their offensive progression throughout the season. And they're starting to figure things out. I don't know if it's too late to make a push for the playoffs. But we know how injury-riddled the Chargers are. Um, Mike Williams still questionable to play. Keenan Allen did come back, so that's a good positive for them. But I don't know. I think that this this team on the Chargers is just not found their groove and still have yet to. But if they do win this game, it'll be a good it'll be a good start for them for sure. So I'm gonna take the Raiders, but yeah. I got the Chargers for this one. I think the players are coming, starting to come back healthy for the Chargers. I know Keenan Allen's back. Mike Williams did suffer another injury, but I think that's all you really need for Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler's been playing phenomenal as well this year. And the Raiders, they did win last year, last week against the Seahawks, but that was because Josh Jacobs absolutely went god <laughs> mode and yeah. had 303 yards on the ground. So I don't think that's going to be possible against the Chargers again. But I'm not surprised if Jacobs goes for another 150 yards off a of scrimmage. But given the Chargers over the Raiders, I still think the Raiders are frauds. I don't see them winning against the Chargers. Then we have another great matchup again in the AFC. This time, the uh, AFC Championship rematch. The Chiefs and the Bengals. Who do you have taken this game? Give me the Bengals. I know that this is going to be a tough game for them because the Chiefs are so good. But I think that Joe Burrow has been clicking and I think that this is a good game where we're gonna see Jamar Chase's return and he's gonna return in spectacular fashion too. T. Higgins has been so good in the role for uh filling in that wide receiver one in his absence and we knew we knew this one two punch was really that good as we saw in the playoff run last year. So I well I I'm expecting this to be a very, very high scoring game. Definitely seeing both teams into the thirties at least. I think that the Bengals will somehow pull this out because I think, I don't know, the, the the Chiefs have just been on a fantastic run and I think it may come to an end right here. They just maybe, I don't know whether they underprepare or, and think that they're going to win this game or just simply don't have the ability to match up with such a young, young studded team. I don't know. I just have a feeling that the Bengals will take this game. The Chiefs are playing at another level, and third time's always the charm, right? They lost to them last year in a thrilling game where Jamar Chase had basically 200 yards. I mean, that was an incredible game from Chase, and they had the upset last year where the Bengals shocked them at home in the playoffs. But third time's always the charm. I'm pretty sure Mahomes has this date scratched on his calendar. I mean, 
They lost to them twice last year. I don't really see them losing again. I think they're going to come out with fire for this game. I know they have been winning so many games, but I think they marked this date when the schedule came out. They knew that, hey, week 12 or week 13, excuse me, against the Bengals, we are going to come to their stadium and we are going to beat them because what they did last year to them, I'm pretty sure they want to do the same thing back. So I'm giving, give me the Chiefs over the Bengals for this game. Then we have the Jets and the Vikings. It's a pretty interesting game right here. The Jets fighting for a playoff spot. But who do you have winning that game? Mike White had a very impressive game last week. Um, f- fulfilling in the shoes of Zach Wilson. And I don't think those shoes were hard to fit. Um, but I looked at the way that the Vikings played their last game against the Patriots. If they're playing a legitimate defense, they struggle at times. Although they did end up winning that game. It would. They had to have a um, the uh touchdown through a return, and toward the end of the game too, it was an offensive uh, offensive mistake, I believe, by Mac Jones, um, throwing a pick. I I I have I kind of can't remember that game. Uh, anyways, um, the Jets. We know that their defense has been a one since the start of the season, and so I'm really not worried about that. What I'm thinking about for this game. Will their will their offense be able to match up to the offense of the Vikings? I can't say that it will. So I will take the Vikings in this game. Me too. I'm siding with the Vikings for this game. But this is a great matchup to watch. Sauce Gardner, the rookie of the year favorite right now, against arguably the best wide receiver in football. I better see a lot of man-to-man plays because if I see a lot of zones, I'm going to start crying at the front <laughs> of the TV. I want Justin Jefferson to go right at Sauce Gardner because right now, I want Justin Jefferson to torch this guy and like tell him hey bro you're a rookie you gotta calm down right now i want justin jefferson to go off for at least 100 yards against sauce gardner for this game and and hey if sauce does somehow put the clamps on jefferson this will be a statement game and maybe solidify him as the defensive player of the year oh definitely agree yeah well defensive rookie of the year my bad you can also put him in the defensive player of the year too if he's able to lock up justin jefferson this game but this is a great game to watch definitely will be tuning in for sure, for sure. But a game that we won't be tuning in for sure, the Jaguars <laughs> against the Lions. Very interesting game right here. The Jaguars did have an upset win against the Ravens. Lions held a very competitive game against the Bills last week. So who do you have winning this game? I have the Jaguars coming out on top, honestly. I think that they've started to, or by they, I mean Trevor Lawrence. He's starting to figure out how to trust his wide receivers. Zay Jones, especially, has been blooming for them on the field just getting open in coverage and just doing a consistent job at it too but i'm not going to take anything away from christian kirk because he's he's a main reason why zay jones is getting these touches because the defense is more focused on him because of how good he's been playing this year so it's good to see that the jaguars have taken advantage of the money that they spent last offseason because maybe there were a few doubters at first although christian kirk did get a large contract but he's playing like he deserves it so it's a very good on them, and I think that I'll take them in this game. But I don't know. The Lions, they they got their full healthy roster back, so they're going to put up a fight. Get this, Kaden. The Lions are second in their division, right under the Vikings. You have Green Bay and Chicago right under the Lions right now, which is really crazy to say. <laughs> so I'm taking the Lions over the Jaguars. I mean, they've been playing really well these past couple weeks. Some of they've been on a win streak and held their own against arguably the best team in football against the Buffalo Bills. And I think they're gonna have a really great game against the Jaguars as well. I'm gonna take the Lions over the Jaguars for this game. Then we have the Steelers and the Falcons. Who do you have winning that game? 
Now, I liked the way the Steelers played in their last game. I think that their offense was really good, really good behind Kenny Pickett. They started to find George Pickens touches. They started to get consistent Najee in just targets and just he's something that he hasn't seen all season really is just consistency. And he was playing like a lead back in their last game. So I'm very hopeful that this continues up, up for them. Um, the thing that gets me is that Atlanta has been playing consistently good throughout the whole entire season as opposed to Pittsburgh, who's definitely had their ups and downs. So I, I do, I'm do i going to take the Steelers. I think that they have a very good chance of winning this game because we know what their defense can do. And if their offense plays like they have been in the past few weeks, I think that they will be able to take this game because we have so- seen the um, Falcons kind of dip off a little bit. But don't take anything away from the Falcons. This, this game will be competitive, even though maybe people will not tune into it. But it will be a good game. TJ Watts back. I think that's all I need to hear. Give me the Steelers or the Falcons. I mean, Steelers offense, give me that over the Falcons offense. And definitely give me the Steelers defense over this Falcons defense. So I'm taking the Steelers over this game. And a great one right here, the Titans against the Philadelphia Eagles. King Henry against Jalen Hurts. Who do you have winning this game? Something's telling me that the Eagles are losing this game. I don't know what it is. I'm looking at these teams, and I'm seeing that this defense might give the um, Eagles some problems because they have been so excellent on the run defense, and they're, we know their safeties, Kevin Byard and their secondary, they've just been locking up this entire season. So it'll it'll this will be a dogfight, a dogfight. And so I don't know what's telling me to take the Titans. Really, I couldn't tell you. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but I think the Eagles are going to take this game. I think that this Titans offense has really no one except for Derrick Henry. I know Traylon Burks is starting to come up as the wide receiver one, but I think they're still trying to figure out their chemistry with the quarterback and with Traylon Burks and the Eagles. I mean, they've just been looking great. I think the offense looks just it looks unstoppable right now. You have either Jalen Hurts throwing the football well. I mean. This guy could throw the ball for over 300 yards, or he could give you 150 rushing yards on the ground. This guy's been looking so phenomenal. I don't see that stopping anytime soon. I think last game was a great bounce-back game for them to be able to get back into the win column. And, yeah, I just don't see them losing against the Titans. I got the Eagles for this one. Yeah, we have a great game right here, the Dolphins and San Francisco. Who do you have winning that game? There's so many good games this week. Looking at the schedule, um, this is going to be another fantastic game because... It looks as though the 49ers have begun to figure stuff out. And to say that, we know how good their defense has been. And now for their offense to start figuring things out with Kittle back and healthy and now McCaffrey there and Brandon Ayuk emerging as that wide receiver two behind Debo Samuel, this offense just looks fantastic. So I I, I would I would like to see how they perform against a legitimate defense in the Dolphins. So this is going to be a very big statement game from whoever wins this game. Now, to decide who I have to take. This is going to be tough. Um, Tua's been fantastic, too. I think he's yet to lose this year as a starter. So, uh, Or I think it might be in his career, actually. If he finishes, if he starts and finishes a game, he has yet to lose that game. So, I don't know. This is a dogfight for sure. I, I have a feeling that the wide receivers, though, for the Dolphins, are just going to have fantastic games against the... Um, against the Niners because while the, while the defense for the Niners has been fantastic I I believe in um 
Tua Tagovailoa to get out of pocket and find breathing room in that defense a lot of the time because their wide receivers are going to create it. And so I will take the Dolphins because I think that they're going to get fantastic games from both Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Give me the Dolphins too. I'm feeling the Dolphins over the 49ers. It's the Mike McDaniels revenge game against the 49ers. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, like you said, they're probably the greatest like one-two wide receivers in the league right now. San Francisco, they've been playing great, but I mean, Waddle and Tyree, that's just so much to handle. I mean, I just don't see how you can stop that if you're San Francisco. So I've got the Dolphins over the San Francisco 49ers for this game. It's going to be a fun game to watch, so I'm not going to lie. It's for a very sure, tough game. For sure. Then we've got the Colts and the Cowboys, and I think this should be a pretty easy one. I think i got the Cowboys winning this game. Yeah, unless um, Mr. Uh uh, Jonathan Taylor wants to go for a 150-yard, three-touchdown game. I see the Cowboys winning this. <laughs> Definitely. And we got a great one right here. Green Bay against Chicago. Aaron Rodgers sense, says he owns the Chicago Bears. As, so he goes back to Chicago. And who do you have winning this game? Give me the Bears, man. I'm so here for the downfall of Aaron Rodgers. I, I've been waiting for this day to come. I want this to happen so bad. I know Justin Fields is questionable, but if he plays... He's going to give this team problems. And we know how bad the Packers have been this year. I'm not. I'm being blunt, man. I think the Bears are going to come back and make a statement game, and then everything's going to be just blown out of proportion for the Packers. They're done. They're done. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go with the Packers, man. I mean, anyone that plays against the Bears as a quarterback position is going to make them look phenomenal. I mean, you saw last week, Mike White looked like the second coming of Peyton Manning. Bro. So, <laughs> I mean, if Aaron Rodgers owns you, bro, I don't see that stopping anytime soon. I know the wide receivers in the, in the Packers haven't been great as before, but, I mean, Christian Watson's starting to look very really <coughs> good. And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is always Aaron Rodgers. I think has, he does have a broken thumb, though. So, if he does not play and Jordan Love plays, then maybe the Bears can finally pull off this win. But if Aaron Rodgers plays, I'm sticking with the Packers for this game. Then we got a great one right here. This is a lot of NFC uh, playoff implications on the line. The Washington Commanders somehow playing super well right now, 7-5 and against the New York Giants. And I think the winner of this game will secure their ticket to the playoffs. But who do you have winning this game? (laughs) I'm sorry. I just have the biggest smile on my face right now because I'm going to say this. The New York Giants have slowed down heavily. And we've seen the commanders, their defensive line has been a force to be reckoned with this entire year. And I think that they're just going to stuff Saquon, something that we have yet to see this season, really. And I think that their offense has been so, like, they've just really figured out, figured everything out. And I'm going to take the commanders in this game. I think the NFC East is going to become as competitive as it will ever be to say that all four teams are above 500 right now. But not only above 500, they're all in playoff contention. Both the AFC and the NFC East, they're looking extremely competitive. So I'm excited for this game because this is going to sort out so many divisional problems to see, oh, maybe who's going to like miss out on the playoffs? Who's going to potentially just lose out on um, any shot of the playoffs? This can happen this week. We saw with the Bills and Patriots. If the Patriots lose, they're probably out of playoff contention. Same thing happens here with whichever team loses this game because of the fact that the NFC East is just so competitive. So I'm excited for this game. I'll take the Commanders. I think that they'll win this game. I got the Commanders as well. I said that I'm going to sleep on the Giants train for the longest time, and I'm still going to continue to ride that train. 
I mean, the Giants have slowed them heavily on offense. Saquon Barkley has been struggling these past couple weeks, and Washington's defense just somehow stepped it up on another level in the past couple weeks. So I got the Commanders winning this game. Then we got the Seahawks and the Rams, another divisional matchup. Who do you have winning this game? It's upset upset time, baby. I don't even know if it's an upset anymore because of how these teams have kind of just progressed as the season's gone on. However, I will take the Seahawks in this game. I think that they're just such a more formidable team at the moment. Cooper Cup's out. They don't have a real wide receiver one. Allen Robinson's out for the year. They just they're they're undergoing so many issues right now in their offense, and I don't think that they're going to be able to pull out this game, especially with. Van Jefferson is your wide receiver one. Um, no offense to him. He's a fantastic player. But I just don't see them competing with the Seahawks, who are hitting on all cylinders currently, whether it be the target share between Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, whether it be the fantastic play of rookie Kenneth Walker or Tariq Woolen on their defense. They're, this team is just they're very, very prepared, not only for now, but but the future as well. So I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for this team. I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. Riding the train with you, I got the Seahawks winning this game. Shouldn't be too much of a contest for the Seahawks. And on the Monday night matchup, the Saints and the Bucks, always a great game to watch. Who do you have winning this game? For some reason, I think this is going to be down to the wire. I think this is going to come down to the final possessions in the fourth quarter. And it's going to really go either way. Like, you're, I don't know. I, I, I'm torn between this game out of really any other game. Because Tom Brady has always struggled against the Saints. Always. Um, I, I, I think that the defense for Tampa Bay right now is just on hitting on all levels. We saw Devin White. I saw a stat somewhere where it was like only player to have 400 tackles in like I think his first four years in the NFL. Comparable with, I, I forget who the legend was, but someone just fantastic. And so... He's he's playing out of his mind, but not only is he, the entire defense is. And so I think that the offensive struggles that the Saints have endured throughout the entire season are only going to get heightened by this defense. And so I'll take the Bucks for this one. I'm taking the Bucks as well. I mean, the Saints offense has to look horrible right now. Kamara hasn't been playing as the level that he should be playing at. And the Bucks. I think they're starting to figure things out. They're probably going to win the division and make the playoffs, but I think they're starting to figure things out on offense, and they're getting back on track. So I got the Bucks winning this game over the Saints. All right, let's move on to our last segment of this episode. It's called Debunking Hot Takes, where we have three hot takes for you, and let's see if you disagree or agree with them. And first of all, we got the Tua against Justin Herbert. A lot of this has been a TikTok debate that's been going on for the past couple of weeks. A lot of people are siding with either Justin Herbert or Tua Tagovailoa. So I'm gonna ask you, which one do you think is better, Tua or Justin Herbert? This is so tough. This is honestly like uh, Tua has been fantastic, like nothing short of it. But Justin Herbert, his ability to see downfield and the range of how down how far downfield he could throw it accurately. I have to side with Herbert. I mean, Tua is right there, though. Like, these two QBs are definitely, like, top 10 in the NFL right now. Um, However, I think that I'm going to lean a little bit more to Justin Herbert because I've seen him do it consistently since his rookie year. Tua's maybe struggled a little bit, but he's finding his groove, of course. But Justin Herbert, man, he's he's been nothing short of excellent his entire NFL career. He just has yet to make the breakthrough. But I, I think it's partially because of his team, too. Definitely. I think this is a question that honestly shouldn't even be a debate. I mean, Justin Herbert 
is phenomenal. This guy has been breaking records for his first three years in the NFL. Since his rookie season, this guy's been progressing. And right now, with all the injuries, Herbert is still top five or top seven in passing yards in this in this season right now. That's without Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, the, the best two wide receivers on his team. Tua Tagovailoa honestly has struggled the first two years before the arrival of Tyree Kill this year. And because Tyree Kill came to the Dolphins, Tua was able to explode on the scene. But besides that, like if you switch these two players around, if you have Herbert on the Dolphins right now and Tua on the Chargers, Justin Herbert would probably be claimed as the best quarterback in the entire league. Justin Herbert is probably going to go down as the best quarterback in the entire NFL when his career is up. So when you switch these two places right now, Herbert's in a less fortunate situation. Tua's in a better situation right now than Justin Herbert. So it's easily... Like, you're more able to side with Tua and say that he's the better player right now. But what Justin Herbert has done his first three seasons, it's not comparable to what Tua has done. Like, this guy has been on another level since Tua ever has in his first three seasons in the NFL. So, I don't think this was a debate at all. I don't know who started it, but Justin Herbert should easily win this game over Tua Tagovailoa. And another one right here, the very fun one. If you were, If you could choose one NBA player to start your NBA franchise, who would it be? And it'll be these uh, current players right now. Yeah. Um, it's a very, very tricky question to me. Right away, I think of Luka. However, his impact on the basketball court is nothing short of excellent. Yet his team has really struggled to find success as a team without him performing at MVP caliber numbers. And so I don't know if it's because he has too much demand or whether there's something deeper with that franchise. But I think that if I'm trying to start my franchise with someone and win, I I have to lean toward... Are we, are we saying um, right now? like Just these current players right okay. now. Okay, and the positions that they're in, I I, I have to lean to, toward Tatum. I mean, mm. the the difference that sets them apart between him and Doncic, I think those are definitely the two that I think of. I, I think maybe Jaw and um, Zion maybe come close, but I don't think it's like they're in the same category. Really, I don't. Um... The thing that sets him apart from Luka is that Jason Tatum is a two-way player. He will give you outstanding efforts on both sides, plus he has a winning mentality. Well, I'm not saying Luka doesn't and he plays bad defense. I just think it's a little different. And I I know starting a franchise is very different because if you were to start the franchise with a player, that means you're going to surround him by complementary pieces. To see that, I've seen that done with the Celtics and how they're looking right now. And they look unstoppable. And for that reason, I will take Tatum. But I'm very curious what it would be like if Luka had the same position in his part. Because then I would probably change my answer to Luka because we haven't seen that yet. But from what I've seen, I will take Tatum. Surprised you didn't mention the name Giannis Antetokounmpo. And for me, when I was thinking this, it was either between Giannis or Luka as well. Um, Giannis, he's such a great player. He is probably the defensive player of the year, front runner so far. Offensively, this guy's been looking unstoppable about as well but I think I have to take Luka Doncic to start my NBA franchise look this guy is probably the best scorer the best young talent we've ever seen in the NBA history this guy is only in his fourth year I believe in the league fourth or maybe fifth and this guy is what are you breaking records after records this guy cannot be stopped offensively Giannis We've seen early on, he kind of had his struggles. Jump shooting, he had his struggles. And in like 2019, he got stuffed in the playoffs against Toronto. Luka, however, 
I did not see him anywhere, whether that be in the regular season or in the playoffs, where this guy has just been stopped. And he is unguardable. No one can stop him. And I think if I was the NBA GM, I'm taking Luka, and I'm surrounding him with defenders and shooters and people that will complement his game. Kind of like how LeBron plays, right? Like, LeBron needs shooters. LeBron needs big men that could defend and roll to the basket. I'm doing the same thing with Luka because we know the offense is going to stem from Luka Doncic and... I already have the offense covered. Now I just got to get defenders and surround defenders with Luka Doncic. And I think you have a really solid title contending team. Because Luka Doncic, I mean, there's no one. This, this, he's basically everything you can need on the offensive end. He can pass the ball. So he's going to start your offense. Not only can he pass the ball, he has a great, incredible vision. He can score the ball whenever you need to. So offensively, he's already covered. You just need defenders. Wish the Mavericks could do that for Luka Doncic right now. But yeah, if I have to start with NBA, if I had one NBA player to choose from to start my NBA franchise, gotta take Luka Doncic, man. Yeah, kind of forgot about Giannis. He's he's if he's in the conversation with Luka and Tatum, I feel like for sure. Um, the only thing that sets me apart and makes me pick the other two over Giannis is the fact that he does not have a consistent jump shot. And I know that haunts him because he's a... Uh, but I can't really say anything because he's a two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, won a championship. But if I'm starting to start my franchise with a player, I want someone who can give me all. And I feel like those two other players give me it all over Giannis, um, for sure. And like you were saying, it'll be interesting what the Mavericks do to try and kind of like just heighten the weaknesses of Doncic, but play through the other players. I feel like someone who would be perfect for them, yet I doubt will be moved at all, is Marcus Smart. I feel like if he played alongside Luka in that backcourt, that would be... It, it would just be that much better for them. Like, they just need a consistent defender to be able to back up Luka whenever he maybe, I don't know... Like, Luka doesn't even struggle. That's the thing. Like, I, I would say struggle, but, like, he doesn't struggle. It's just maybe on the defensive end, he's not as... um just effective oh definitely and let's move on to the last one the prestigious goat debate and who do you have who is your goat in the nba as of right now i've seen lebron play for a good chunk of his career and i still have yet to see someone ever done do what he's done yet i still cannot put him over michael jordan because of what he did and not losing Six championships, zero finals losses is something that you've never seen out of any player in NBA history. Um, although you, it's arguable. I'm not just looking at the rings. Like, of course, you could just say that Bill Russell has 11 rings. Why isn't he not the GOAT? But Michael Jordan from a aspect of two-way. He's a two-way player. One of the purest mid-range jumpers the NBA has ever seen. And athletic. This My God, this guy was athletic like no other in his time. And so... I I struggle to put anyone over Michael Jordan, but if anyone were to ever come close, it would be LeBron James. So, I don't know. My go debate is, like, I, I still have yet to see anything. I was saying after their run in 2020, if LeBron won one more ring, then I would have him as the GOAT. But I don't know. Those That's not looking too bright right now. Me too. I got Michael Jordan as my GOAT. I mean, right now is LeBron could be 1A, 1B with Michael Jordan. So very honestly, so, that's yeah. very interchangeable. I'm not, I could see both sides of the argument. But Michael Jordan, I mean, like you said, 6 0 in the finals. And when you just watch how both of them play, I mean, Jordan, it's just like everyone knew he was the best player on the court at all times. And there was like a thing in the documentary where he saw in the last dance. Like, even the USA players, when they're on the dream team, they're like, oh man, 
Michael Jordan, like he's a new guy, like he is going to be the next star. And that's when like Bird was still playing. That's when Magic Johnson was still playing. So you still have all these really, really talented young, like these legends still playing the game. And they look at the young guys like, yo, this guy's up. Like this guy is going to be the guy. I haven't seen that anywhere else besides maybe Luka Doncic. I mean, Luka Doncic could put his name up there with the GOATs at the end of his career. Too early to tell, though. But, I mean, Michael Jordan, like you said, 6-0 and in the finals. And like, when we're just looking at the eye test, I mean, I got to take Jordan over LeBron. Even though LeBron does have the stats to back it up. And he has the longevity to kind of, you know, debunk the other things Michael Jordan has done in his career. But still for now, I still have Michael Jordan as my GOAT. And that's all we have for today. And for more episodes, check out Top House Sports on Spotify. I'm Hansel Chulabs, Game with Tamid, and we'll see you next time.